G'day legends, g'day superstars. Pep's back again and today I have for you the 2023 West Coast Eagles season preview. And once again, when you want the best, Lace Out delivers. And I have got the greatest West Coast aficionado to ever grace the social pages. We know him as Waza King from Eagle Nation. Great to have you back for the third year in a row. And most importantly, great to talk about your boys from the West. Uh, thanks, Peps. Uh, it's an honour to be back on the show. I love that intro. Um, I'll play it to some people over here and I'll get smashed over here. <laughs> okay, I don't care. It's a nice thing. I don't care what they say because <laughs> when they judge you, it says more about them than yourself. But I'll tell you what, your club, I remember this time last year we were saying, now, Walls, what's going to stop the Eagles from uh, falling over or, or succeeding, sorry, in 2022? And your your uh, simple response was? Injuries. 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 Now, I don't think injuries. we factored COVID into injuries. That was another story. And I no, that, hear, no, that come later on. That. But, yeah, that, you, you were smashed. Let's be honest. You were smashed and you just couldn't recover. Yeah, well, this time last year, I think it was just on the verge of when they started having all the injuries. I think we spoke. It was more closer to the uh, pre-season games. And uh, before round one, we had 16 players out injured. So, and four of them didn't play for the whole year. And one played one game. So, that, that can kill any team. But, and you're not going to recover from that, are you? No. Nah. And then you factor in COVID, which we didn't handle too well. Um, set, uh, in saying that, Fremantle had not as many, but they handled it probably a bit better. Um, it showed uh, that the Eagles that they weren't invincible like they thought they were. Because that was, look, I don't think, over here in the, in the eastern states, when we saw you, you know, I think you debuted was it almost four to six players from, I think the coach didn't even know the name, I don't think, for, for one of the games. It was. Yeah, the second game. That, yeah. How decimated you were injuries and COVID together. Yeah, we had, what, five or six um, waffle players play and um, he was giving the jumpers to them on the day of the game. Um, you know, they probably trained, I think, out of the six that, Went over two weeks, only three of them had trained with the club. <laughs> the, the good thing about it was four of them had AFL experience, but, um, you know, it's pretty hard coming in and uh, playing one game and then, you know, you're not going to get another one or you, you might get another one, but that was just the way it went. And, you know, but in saying that, you go back and look at that game, they were pretty competitive. They were actually. They had a crack. I think yeah, that, so, was the, that was the – that was over here in Melbourne, wasn't it? That was the yeah. North Melbourne game. Yeah, North Melbourne, and you know, and then they were decimated with a team against Collingwood and beat Collingwood. And uh, do we, do we still can't explain that one? We um, can't, and we don't care because we had smiles on our faces over and there. And so we did we are seconds team, Collingwood. The only thing that would have been better for an Eagles fan in that win would have had it been against Fremantle. Oh, the, the then. Then it would have been. It would have been. Doesn't matter what happened in. Carver would have wrote itself up. I reckon if it did. <laughs> look, you got to have a look at it. It was a pretty average year, and we're not going to spend time on it because that's past. But when you finish the year with eight points and fifty nine percent, that that's 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 not a good season. The, the losses, understandably, but when you're almost having teams kick double what you've kicked for the year. That's 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 the hardest part because that means that you're not you're not getting it and you're not stopping it. Well, the thing that was even worse was underneath. We couldn't even field a waffle side some weeks, so they ended up with one win for the season. Um, you know, so you put it all together, and it was it was a catastrophe all over. So the development underneath, usually the players that probably wouldn't get a game, they were getting games in AFL and finding out they probably weren't ready. Yeah. And, um, but that was it probably, it's probably a wake up call to the clubs. So, um, they worked out that the depth probably wasn't as good. And, um, yeah, and only out of all the bad stuff from a season, a good, good things can happen from it. So, um, couldn't get much worse. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost that Mark Neild reality check that I think you have to have. And the funny thing is, though, but you have a look at your list, like the profile, your average age is 24 and a half, which sits right in the middle. Right in the middle, yeah. And then you've got the average games of 72, which is seventh, which is, which is not bad. But you think that that's probably skewed a bit towards the, the, the top end range that, yeah, there's, you drop a couple of those high end gamers off the top. That number's going to drop quite considerably as well, too. Well, yeah. It's not bad. 
if you drop like say um uh Hearn, Shuey, Nat Nui, you're probably slipping right back down to the bottom of the the age profile. So it is a bit skewed, as you say. You know, they're the ninth oldest in the the AFL this wise, but they two or three out, and then they drop right back down. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hearn's on three twenty, Darling's on two fifty seven, Gaff's on two fifty two. Gaff's thirty. That's sometimes it's a little bit shocking. You don't realise how long he's been around for. Uh, Shuey two thirty eight. So and Jamie Cripps two sixteen, and even Nicknacks two thirteen. So that's pretty much you know. And they're all coming towards the end. So yeah, if you drop that off, it's probably a nice mix of well, you are going to lose quite a bit of the experience, but you're going to lose those older ones. So the, the young ones are going to come through together as well too. Um, all right, let's have a look at this year. Oh, the question I have at the moment, and this is a, a telling one. A lot of clubs went through it last year. There was a lot of changes. Where does Adam Simpson sit if West Coast have another year like they did last year? Well, look, um, over here, no one even knew he'd signed a contract contract extension. Um, so he's got another two years left on a, um, a contract. But we've seen that at St Kilda, you know, um, contracts mean crap these days. So, look, if he had another year like um, he did last year, um, and you know, you, you're not going to have as many many injuries. You're not going to have COVID as, as well. So if he's having a bad year like he did last year, he, he's gone. And because you know, um, the club expect more, but the supporters like they're they're the ones who will come down hard if you have another year. But well, they're already hard. They're already hard on him anyway. You know, so a lot of people don't see the full picture. What happened in 2022? Um, so they were gunning for his head anyway because. He never was big in promoting the youth, but some of those people are blindsided because they forget in 2018 they debuted nine players and we won a flag. You know what I mean? So it goes each way. So, But to answer your question, yeah, he's got no excuses this year. So um, the only thing that's probably going to save him is to say they're going to win more than two games for one. So he's going to have younger players come through. So that probably will save him. So. You know, he, it's the writing's on the wall for him. He's you're going to have to produce this year because if not 2024, you know, you're definitely going to be getting the cut. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, and, and people have seen it. Goodness knows how many, even even clubs that finished in better positions last year, they said, you know what, enough's enough. We we have to make these changes. Yeah, you have to make the change, and you have to look forecast five years ahead. And look, Westfold saw the writing on the wall, so he got out when he did. You know, yep. uh, they were gone and down with trend. So he got out before he, he got pushed. Um, you look at Moldhouse, he jumped out. Probably he's a different. So he, he got offered just a lot of money. Um, he could have stayed. Uh, Ken Judge, you know, he lasted two years and he was given the door. So I don't think the Eagles are afraid to show the door to a coach, but they extenuating circumstances in 2022, you had to give him the benefit of the doubt even if you liked him or not. so Well, I've got a feeling that the way the game is being played now, or the way the coaching uh, scenario, the, the coaching merry-go-round is, is going, um, old is new again. And so I would say, look, if he was available, unfortunately he's passed away, they should have gone for Ron Todd again. They should have got Ron Todd back oh. to the club, get him back. I reckon just start from scratch again. Look, hey, if Ross Lyon can do it, if Scotty can do it, if Voss can do it, why can't? Well, it's a bit hard now, but you know, get Ron Todd back. If you possibly if could have, get him back because that might have, you know, like I said, if you get the grunt, get the old WA early eighties mix. Yeah, Toddy, team. Toddy's probably more in a retirement home these days, and um, I get to see him every now and then, so um, he's well past it. But I can see where you're coming from. Uh, who would be be the next coach for the Eagles? Well. You're saying, oh, I think they'd be going young and new. Yep. And, um, you know, to say halfway through the season, the, the hot favourite would be Jamie Graham. He's now at Fremantle, um, I'd say, just because he's a WA boy. You know what media's like. They'll, yep. they'd go media first. So, you know, Nathan Buckley's another person you'd look at. But in saying that, you know, they, I think he's got the backing of the, the club. So they'll give him a full year and we'll see how it goes. As long as we don't hear, we've got the full support of the board. 
He's safe. As soon well, as you hear that, start packing your bags and undoing your locker, I reckon. Well, well I did get that this year, uh, late last year, so we were sitting yeah, there going, late, what's late going on last here? Year. Late last <laughs> year. Let's let them put six, six games in and see if they haven't got their, yeah. if they're not riding at the doorsteps. Look, one good thing to come out of last year was Tom Barras. Best and yep. fairest when he took home his first John Worsfold medal. Is he your next captain? Look, a lot of people were pushing him up there. Uh, you know, if you listen to some interviews with Tommy Brass on different um, AFL podcasts and channels, look, he's a very well-spoken person. His old man was a great journalist over here and he's very well-versed. But, you know, I don't think from what I've heard from, you know, players and other things, it, I don't think he's a person who really wants the captaincy over here. And the big thing over here is that Shuey, you know, they're talking about it now, will he be captain this year? and Likely he's going to be the captain um, for one more year. The, the heir apparent to most of people over here is Oscar Allen. Yes. But you, you can't go putting him as a captain at the moment because he's missed a whole year of footy. He's jumping into one of the biggest holes left in a in a team, you know, with JK retiring. So, you know, give him 12 months, how it goes. He was captain of under-18s and, you know, the – under-18s, uh, carnivals and stuff like that, and at Colts for West Perth and stuff. So he's got leadership written all over him. Another person's been named as Liam Duggan, but I don't have Liam Duggan in my best 22, so how can you have him as a captain? To me, That's me personally. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. GWS dropped Cornelio, if you remember. So yeah, 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 but... Yeah. And I think, look, in his case, you just want if he's missed a year of footy, you just want to get him back. Yep. Game park, right. running around, getting his confidence up. Because you got to obviously look at how old he is as well too. He's only – he'll be 24 by the time the season starts, so still quite young. Yeah. And most are probably pushing high 80s, 90s games. He's only had his 59. So he's, that whole season that he's missed, he's got to get that back. And we've seen most people when they come back after um, a major injury do take quite a long time. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much training you've done, that crash and bash. That's <laughs> it. again. If there's players that people are targeting for games, he's going to be one because they just know what he can do. And his foot injury is a lot worse than what people will think, um, just from knowing a few people that know him and all that. That's why it took so long with him. Um, people that have had the injury in the past, like James Hurd, only played a couple of years afterwards. So yeah. they've got to nurse him through and make sure they get that uh, foot injury right, you know. Um, on the captaincy thing, again, if Shuey was to stand down this tomorrow, Jeremy, Jeremy McGovern would be given the captaincy straight away. Yeah. So, um, and you know, you know, like you said, he's an older guy. What he's thirty-one, isn't he? Or, yeah, he's thirty. So you know, he's probably got a couple, maybe three years left in him. So maybe that's one way that they might tread. But Morass, yep, great, great player, great season. He's had a couple of great seasons actually. Um, you know, he's underrated. I reckon over in the east, over he's people know what he's like, but. As a captain, I don't think he'd want to be the captain, but who knows? Talking about up-and-comers, I think for the first time in quite a while, you actually went to the draft and had a really big haul. Yeah, well, the last time we, we went to the draft like that, we got a Nat Nui and we got a gaff in, you know, following years. And, you know, that's where they become the nucleus. We got Chris Marston in the same time. Um, you know, so... Yeah, going to the draft this year, having four picks under 30 was really good for us. Uh, a lot of people got a bit milf, you know, bemused when they split the first pick, but to me it was a master stroke, you know, getting two guns instead of one. Um, and they ended up with two WA boys at the start, two Victorian, uh, three Victorians, uh, South Australian and two Victorians later on. And, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier with what they picked up. Well, North did it as well too. With their number one pick, they went to split and it was the smartest thing yep. that they could do. It's like, okay, between the first round of the draft, it's not going to make much difference. No. So you're all right. You, you, you're taking one spot. You, you're dropping back one spot, but they pick up two guns instead of one. So very, very smart way of looking at it. And even the mid-season pick from last year, Jai Cully, I think yep. he's, I don't know, I'd obviously never heard of him until he started, but he just looked like he was ready built. And you think, how do these players go without getting drafted for so long? They join mid-season or they come through the SSP draft at the start uh, like uh, Nick Martin did for the Bombers. Yeah. How, do they, how do they go all the way through? They get the last or a, you know, a lucky uh, spot on the list and they literally just fit right in. Yeah. He was great for you for the games that he played last year. Yeah, look, um, you know, he's well talked about over here um, 
And I, me, I, I love watching under-18s and all that. And I thought he was pretty hard done by not getting picked up in the draft. And, you know, he went back and worked on a few things. And, yeah, he's fitted in straight straight away. And um, pre-season, he's probably the – if I had to pick somebody who's been the standout pre-season, just seeing a couple of trainings, he is by far the standout. Yeah. And he's a, he's a big lad. And the thing is, he's 20, he's like, he's almost 20 as well too. Yeah. So he's not, uh, it's going to sound strange. He's not 18, where between 18 and 20, there's that extra bit of maturity yeah. that goes through. It's probably had to work for it a lot harder, but for his four games, he averaged 13 posies. He, he did his job in a team that was struggling as well. In, but the thing was, he was averaging seven and a half tackles. So he yeah. wasn't like getting and have a crack as well, which, Let's be honest, West Coast didn't do much of. Throughout well, that's the what they needed. They needed an inside beast and, like you said, tackling was his forte and um, I think people are going to see a lot more of him this year doing that um, and if he can get the pill a bit more, um, you know, he's going to be taking Redden's spot, um, you know, so if he can capture what uh, Jack Redden was doing for the Eagles and that, you know, Eagles fans are going to be laughing and, you know, he's a, like I said, he's a big boy um, and he's he's got that. To me, he's, he's very laid back. But when he crosses that line on the footy and training and all that, it's just full on 100%. So, uh, And, you know, if he had been in the draft this year, he would have gone, from what all the critics are saying, all the uh, experts are saying, he would have gone in the top 20. So it's basically a, a free hit for the Eagles, isn't it? Free hit. And, and that's what I, I, I seriously can't understand why teams don't just leave one spot on their list. Yeah. That mid-season. Because you can pick up a diamond. John Newcomb is a perfect example for Hawthorne. Oh, perfect. Total diamond in the rough and now is a three-year contract extension and, and, and dominating over at Hawthorne as well. So I think he took out – no, he was second in their best and fairest, I think, last year. Like, like you said, um, a lot of drafting is on youth and you pick up um, these mature players that are 20. You know, it's funny that you're calling them mature at 20, you know what I mean? Um but, you know, these guys are getting missed in the draft and then they come straight in, And but not enough of them are coming. You know, clubs aren't doing it enough. Um, and I don't want to harp on Freo, but, you know, they they picked a guy called Corey Wagner who was ex-North Melbourne player and I think yes, uh, he was ex-Melbourne Melbourne as well. Melbourne, right. And, you know, and from all accounts, he killed it in the VFL, but there's players over here in the Waffle, uh, Rogers and Jai Bolton, all that at Claremont that are killing it. And, you know, they don't pick somebody from the backyard. So they, you know, a couple of these guys playing in the lower leagues, they, they should be in the AFL. And I think that the AFL should bring in somewhere at the season and you got to pick two mature age guys, even if it's an extra two people on your list, you got to pick two players 23 and above. One of my bugbears I have is this whole rookie yeah, the rookie, the rookie spots. Because that's what the rookie spots were for players like that. Now yeah. they're using them to redraft them. The AFL really needs to have a good hard look at that because there are players. Look, I played footy. You played footy many, 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 many years ago now. And you'd sit back and go, this guy's just too good to be playing at this level. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he's playing at a, you know, Division One local footy when he could be playing VFA or, or, or VFL at that stage, Waffle. There's got to be spots, and that's, you know, Dean Cox is the perfect example. Gets a spot on the rookie list and probably the, the best ever to come off that list in the history of the game. Yeah, well, yeah. Not like being used as it was, and the AFL really need to make a decision of, hey, you know what, the rookie list is only for players out of this. You cannot take someone off a and just drop them to the rookie list because too many clubs are doing it, and it's not designed for that way. So it's you're right. I think there needs to be something brought in. And what you said there would be a perfect, perfect example. Some clubs do it well. You know, uh, West Coast have done it well with McGovern. You know, yep. he was already, uh, Geelong with Tom Stewart. And then you look at Richmond. They had one draft where they had four of the guys all on rookies and they all end up uh, triple premiership players, you know. So to me, it's a no-brainer. But not enough clubs do it. I don't know why. But uh, hopefully things change in the future for these older guys because, like you said, there's a, mount, there's a ton of names out there. Yep, and you mentioned it's on potential as well too. That, that's what drafting is. Yeah. It's what you see in potential. It's 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 yeah. not a it's not a science. I I wouldn't do it. There's no way you'd put me in into drafting. Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> it's not a perfect science, but you, you, you've just got to know what you're looking for. And yeah. the funny times, it, it's it's almost when it's right in front of you, yet 
you don't decide to go down that route. It's almost that whole money ball approach. Oh, he throws funny or his girlfriend's ugly or whatever. It's there's something that you should be going with him, but you're not because of superstition oh, yeah. that you can oh, see. I don't like his kicking. So no. what? He, he, oh. finds football, he finds a football. You, you know what I mean? Do you see a Josh Kennedy kick shuffles? Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! And look how he turned out. One of the best ever. Now you mentioned not potential. Out of the guys so far that you've you've had come to the club, what what's the what's the news over there? Who's who's setting it alight? Who is the the preseason champion so far that well, you're listening? Preseason to champion has, has has been. Has, has been going now. Turn me, turn me phone off. Um, yeah, Jai Cully's been the standout. Um, uh, Ruben Jinby, oh, mate, this kid, how he wasn't picked in the first five, I don't know, but he's a man mount. He's a big unit. He's five-like, yep. probably bigger than five around the shoulders. Um, he's been doing really good um, pre-season. Even Elijah Hewitt, which we picked up with pick uh 13 or 14, whatever it was. 14. Um, you know, but he's played league footy over here, Waffle, last year. He played different roles and, you know, he's played against men, so he's going to stand in pretty well. Uh, the rut guy that we got, Harry Barnett from South Australia, he's been on the rehab list, so he's just got a bit of an ankle problem, but, you know, they're just Kid pushing him through. Yep. You know, um, but he's the heir apparent for Nick Natanui. So the two younger other guys we've got on there, um, Jamison and Williams, they've got a they've got a producer here because they've got somebody underneath that's going to take the spot if you, if they don't. Um, a young guy that they picked up with the last pick, fifty eight, which they weren't going to use um, in in uh, young Noah Long. Man, he's burning it up as a small forward. Um, there's not much of him. He's, he's tiny, but, um, geez, he's got some skill. It's funny and now that when you look at small forwards, remember they, there were those sort of stages where they had to put on a bit of size because of the way that the, the yeah. game was played. That, that, that Now it's almost like we actually want those fleet-footed, a yeah. little bit less weight, but the speed and the agility side of things. Carlton did it beautifully last year. Yeah. Uh, Collingwood did it really well. If, if you can have him on one side and you've got Liam Ryan on the other, Liam Ryan on the other, Cripps, mm-hmm. yep. and Cripps as well. That that's speed, and as we know, speed kills. Regardless yep. of whether it's 1980 or whether it's 2023, speed kills on a football field. Yep. Nothing and, has changed. And that's one position that's up for grabs. Seeing Junior Rioli's gone to Port Adelaide, um, so you know there's a few candidates that are going to be pushing for that spot. Jack Petricelli. Isaiah Winder, um, Hewitt can probably play as a forward pocket, but you know I'd rather see him in the mid. So you got that, and then you got a young guy um, from Country Victoria in Burgle. Um, you know he's a he's got pace to burn, but he runs off half back. So um, you know I haven't seen much of him on the training track as much, but you know give these guys a chance. They're going to be pushing. So and they're they're pushing up the players from last year that you know got got a taste of AFL football because of injury. And they're going to, hopefully, the, they're pushing up, they're putting the pressure on people and it's going to be, you know, people are going to have to earn their spots this year. So yeah, I'll tell you, you know, what, like just... Xavier O'Neill and Zane True and the likes that have been there a couple of years on the list, you know, they're, they're fighting for the spot because at the end of the year we've got 16 out of contract. So and some of those players I've just named are out of contract. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, I'll tell you what, there's one person who's going to love playing on that big Optus uh, Oval Stadium over there in Perth is one of my old boys, Jaden Hunt. If you can't have oh, him yeah. the half-back line. And he can move. He, oh, he, he's got he, wheels. Don't worry he, about that. He, 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 can he, he can play. He was um, he, he was stiff, funny enough, the, the way that the, the 2021 premiership sort of Worked out. He was a he was, yeah, a he was very stiff. all the way up until the finals, and indeed had an ankle injury and went down. He was he was looking pretty. So I think he just needs a fresh a fresh coat of paint, a fresh um, set of eyes on him, and he'll do really well over there in West Coast. You just give him space, just give him the ball, yeah. and let him run. Disposal at times can be a bit frustrating, so don't be afraid. No, it's no, not going to be still the service. But what he will do is he will get it to the other end of the ga- ground quite quickly. And if you just say to him, mate, just kick it long. You're not going to have any issues. Just don't. He's not a surgeon. I would say he's not no. a sniper. He's more of a demolition type of guy. Just bang it long. Just yeah. get it in there. He, he breaks a lot. He yeah, breaks the lines. And um, watching him at training the other day, that's what he was doing. And Perfect. pace to burn. They were running him off a halfback. I think he wants to play more of a wing. Yep. 
So, you know, that, those two positions he'll probably float in and out of. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, he's gone under the radar over here because everyone's talking about Jinby and Hewitt and uh, uh, Jai Cully and he's just sitting there and he's coasting along and, yeah, he's living by the beach. So he said, you know, over here the lifestyle suits him. So, yeah, look, I'm wrapped uh, when he said he wanted to come West Coast. So that's what I love, you know, when you get a player like him that, you know, he's not from WA. Yep. He's from Victoria. No, he's from South Australia. And he was he's Victorian. He's Victorian. Uh, Victorian, he was, I went to Caulfield Grammar, so I yeah, right, so, I was Victorian. But, you know, and then he sits here and goes, I want to have gold, just like Jack Redden did when he was in Brisbane, you know, pick out West Coast and then go for it. So, you know, uh, wrap to have him on board. So. It, shame to see him go, but I think that you know, it's a win win for him, free agency. Yeah. Like he's done his time and he, he just wants uh, to freshen up and probably, you know, yeah. sometimes the writing is on the wall a little bit to see who have I got to get through. And if West Coast have come to him and said, hey, listen, we can offer you this, this, and this, it's a perfect example because he's going to be a great uh, addition to those young guys as well too. Like yeah. he's been in a premiership environment, plus with the guys that have been there uh, for the 2008, he, he can just set the standards that the young groups need, which is yeah. Is exactly right. All right. Um, so, what's going to happen in twenty twenty three? What what sort of the writing on the wall can you see happening? Like, we know it's probably not going to be the same as last year. Like everything, everything that could have gone wrong, every mirror that could have been broken, every ladder you walked under, every black cat walked across in front of you, that happened. Do you see some genuine resurgence? Do you just want to see these games getting into these kids? What's where do you sort of see, is there a, the way the game is played going to be a little bit differently? What have you sort of noticed throughout training? Through yeah, well, uh, there, there the is a change in style and play, um, the way they they used to be slow out of the back half and pinpoint and all that. So you're trying to move it quicker and that's, you know, I guess a lot of teams are trying to do that. So, and you can tell just in the injury club game they had uh, start of the week and just by training they're trying to move it quicker from half back um, or the back line. Um, so there's going to be a subtle, you know, it's not going to be a big change, but it, they, they actually look quicker. So, but it is pre-season, so uh, most teams want to be looking quicker. But they do look quicker than they did last year with their release of the ball. Um, to me, if I was down the club, I'd have a sign up there saying no excuses. No, it should be everywhere. Just no excuses, you know. Yep. You'd go for it this year. Get back to that one vision sort of thing. Um, I'm an optimist. I, I think they can rise. A lot of people say they don't. I go back to 2010 when they won the wooden spoon and then played in the prelim the next year. So, and, you know, we saw this year with Collingwood, things can change pretty quickly, you know what I mean, if luck's on your side. Um, so, you know, they've still got a basis of a good team. I think they've got, still got eight All-Australians on the list, you know what I mean, which is probably the second behind, second or third behind Melbourne and Geelong. So uh, they've got a good nucleus of uh, older guys and, you know, they've got, 28 players, 24 and under now. So it's something that hasn't been on the list profile for the Eagles for quite a while. So um, that's encouraging to look at. So underneath we've got something to push up now. And, you know, these older guys, you know, they're not going to have it all their own way. But in saying that, round one, it's going to be totally different to round 23 last year against Geelong. But, you know, we all know what happened last year. So there's going to be a totally different team round one coming, barring that they all stay fit and uh, not injured. So we well, have you, a, want it, you want it to be a little bit different than last year because your first four games, unfortunately, first one is, you know, where the, where the nightmare started, which was North Melbourne away. You got them first. So if you can knock that one out early, you're halfway to redemption. GWS at home, so that's potentially your first two could be definitely win. Fremantle away, which is here or there, it's the same ground anyway. Yeah, and then you got us, uh, us Melbourne um, for the fourth game at home as well too. So, yeah, I'd say three of those four very, very winnable games. Um, you know, to me, you know, if they play to their best, they could probably win all four. They, they probably, but uh, they could lose all four as well. So, no, I can definitely see them being North. Definitely see them being Greater Western Sydney. I, I think they're in. I think they're in, they're in more of a decline than than most people are. Yeah, are expecting. Fremantle, you just don't know what Fremantle, it's like which Fremantle will turn up. Yeah, which Fremantle turns um, up. And I think Melbourne four games in will be pretty, pretty prime. So, but once again, will they rest anyone? I don't know. But and you you just, seven, sorry. You just said the first four games that the Eagles need to bank some wins because the next four are really hard, all against top four sides from memory uh, Geelong, 
I think um, Port Adelaide's probably in there again. Um, Sydney, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but when I had a look. But, you know, they want to get bang a few wins early because it could mm. get ugly. And that's where you say if they're, they're round 10 and they're only two wins, uh, I think uh, Simpson's in a lot of trouble. And I rec- like I said, I reckon you can nail three of those first four, which will be – it's already an improvement of the previous yeah. year as well too. You've got the 17th hardest degree of difficulty when it comes to your draw. You've actually got Adelaide twice, Carlton twice, Essendon twice, Frio and North Melbourne and Richmond. I think Adelaide definitely on your day can get them twice. Carlton, not sure. Essendon, definitely. Once yeah. again, if you're over here at the moment, Essendon's just got, they haven't got any forwards. Everybody's cooked at the moment, all on the injured list. Frio, you probably split that. North Melbourne, definitely. Um, and uh, so you say not North Melbourne, definitely. It doesn't matter where Eagles and North Melbourne are. No, nah, it's always the game. They no, always no, have no, definitely, definitely can win it. Definitely can yeah. win it. Um, but North, they're going all right at the moment too. Like, don't don't be surprised that the standards and so forth that, that Clark has. Oh yeah, Clark has a different kettle of fish, isn't he? So um, who knows what he can pull out of the bag? But that should you know that it is a winnable game for the Eagles. So that's what they should be looking at. You know. They've only got a few on the injured list at the moment, so that's good touch wood. So, um, you know, come round one, they'll be looking to win that first game first of all, you know. Yep. So if they don't, then you're going to argue, you, you will hear rumblings if they don't win that first game. And they should win against Giants at, yep. at Optus. And like you said, Freo, it's a home game, so probably leans in their favour. Um, Dean Margetts as an umpire and so... Freya fans won't have to worry about that because they always go on about him. So. Oh, don't worry. The, the Purple Rain Boys love talking about good old D Margetts. You know, so, and, uh, you know, um, it's the old um, myth they have over here. Every time they play, oh, Margetts was umpiring. Uh, yeah, guys, I think it's more more the players on the ground than, the, yeah. than the umpires. But anyway. I think that North <laughs> Melbourne game, you're exactly right. We talk about form going into round one. It's kind of interesting to see that they're, they're practice matches that they play. Who have they got for their practice matches, by the way? I didn't look that up. Hey, West Coast. Yeah. So West Coast got poor Adelaide in the last week of February over here. <laughs> yep. And uh, Freo play Adelaide. Yep. And then the next week with the official one, they swap over. Eagles play Crows and Freo play Port Adelaide. So, right. so you got two yeah. nice little sweeps. Yeah, so they've got two games in. at home. Um, so the Adelaide have... Probably, I don't know if they're coming over and staying here. I'd guess they would be. So, yeah, this, you know, at least it's not West Coast versus Freo like in oh, years past. We did that a couple of years ago and thought, why? Well, they've done it for the last four years and, they, you know. It doesn't um, make any sense. No, nah, and the only thing about it is Freo, when they win, they they have a bit of a gloat and then uh, <laughs> when no, it comes to them. No, <laughs> that wouldn't. Um, Freo, come on. Yeah, I stuck about 2018 how they were going in uh, the preseason. They were the they were the flag favourites. Yeah, <laughs> I think with that, it'll be like I said. The interesting thing for me is the form that you show in those two practice matches because yeah. they're probably two teams. Maybe Port is a little bit higher, but I reckon Adelaide and yourself are, are pretty much yeah they're, they're on par. Yeah. And I think if that round one, if you beat North, so be it. If you lose to North, how you lose will be the the deciding yeah. factor. If you go down by a point or two, whatever, and it's it's just an absolute yeah. shootout and things happen. But if it if it gets quite ugly, and when I say quite ugly, I'm talking not you know four or five goals. Oh yeah, look, which doesn't like, doesn't sound like a lot, but you know if you're sitting back and going, hold on, West Coast against a team that was worse than us and they've pumped us by five. Yeah, you, you, you said it depends. It's how you lose, you know what I mean? It's how you lose, exactly. And right. that's, you know, some games last year and even the year before, as Eagles fans, you, you were angry because they went out and they showed for a quarter they could play football and then they dropped right off. So, you know, this year I think it's going to see a different, vast improvement, hopefully, in body language and application on the footy ground. So, like I said, they lose by a, a goal or two and it's pretty good. Yeah, that's acceptable, but and that's going to be the whole year. You know what I mean? It's not just round one; it's going to be round twenty-four. You know, Take it's, it all almost, way it's almost if we win, great, but it's how we lose because yeah. I, I know Paul Ruse said it quite a number of times when he was at Sydney, when he was at when he was at Melbourne. He said, "Look, it's not really about the wins and losses; 
it's that percentage because that percentage is, a, is a, probably more of an indicator of where you're at. So if you're losing games, but your percentage towards the end of the year was 100. I know when I spoke to uh, Tommy Roker uh, about Gold Coast Suns, yeah, they didn't make the eight, but their percentage was 102 last year. Yeah. Which was, I think, the first or second best percentage outside of the okay. team in the yeah. eight. So that just goes to show that they were, they were going, they were tracking in the right direction because if yeah. you remember from years before, you'd get to May and, you know, they, yeah, they, they, don't have the first month and they wouldn't see them. Yeah. So they, they went longer. You know, Anderson signs up for another four years, which is a brilliant sign. At the time of the recording, we didn't even know that. So that's another brilliant sign for them that they yeah. are going forward. So it'll be interesting to find out who your ski double up's going to be, Liz Smiley style, like who's going to go, who's going to be going up and who's going to be going down when it comes to the 2023 AFL ladder as well too. Before we get into that, there is one player that I have to ask you about. He has been, oh, would he have been in the top three players ever at West Coast, when I talk about the, the dreadlock superstar, Nick Nat, would he go down as one of the best ever? Because uh, I, I think from a ruck perspective, brilliant. I don't think he does enough around the ground. Look, what to, he, me, yep. to me, it's, it depends on how you answer it, uh, uh, you know, answer the question. Best as player, probably not. He'd be, I'd put him in the top five to ten. As a, like, as a Ruckman, some of the stuff he does, not other Ruckman do. Um, and some of, you know, he's around the ground. He's never been big on that reading the play. So, but if you take him just on his Ruck taps and what he does up forward, you know, I, I always have Dean Cox way ahead of oh, uh, Nick Nat Nui, right? About the, how do I forget about Coxie? I brought him up so, earlier. forgot. So, Sorry, Coxie. And to me, like, you know, I... Depends on what era. Like I go right the way back. My favourite, and I always reckon the best is Peter Matera by a long shot. Yeah, um, then you, 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 you got You don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to figure out. You win two Norm Smiths. You probably got some yeah. idea on how to play the game. Uh, yeah, Dean Cox. You got Ben Cousins. So, yep. but if you go on presence and image and uh, what do you call it? Oh, you know, this is the it factor. Selling a club. The X factor, selling a Yeah, selling a club, there's no one that's been bigger than him in WA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the guy's a man mountain. He's what, how tall he is, what, you know. Um, I met him once and I was sit, he was sitting down and he was taller than me, you know, and I was standing up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the presence of him, he'd be the biggest selling point over here. And, you know, you just talk to players that um, – Played the game with him and even against him, they sit there and sit there and go, "How the f- how the hell did he do that?" You know what I mean? So he's a bit of a freak, but you know, in, in the top ten for me, but not in the top five, maybe. No, he's he's ruck to follow up work was essential, and there hasn't been many ruckmen that have won multiple games off their own boot after yeah. the siren. I think he's done it twice. So yeah, he's it's like I said, is it going to be his last season? Do you think? No, he's got two years left in him, but, yeah. you know, they're nursing him free pre-season at the moment. He played, played about 50% game time of the intra-club on uh, Tuesday, whenever it was. Um, so, you know, they're nursing him free. He's had a bit of a knee operation off-season, so they had to get that right. He's dropped a lot of weight, so that's an encouraging thing. He's a big, you know, he's a Virginian boy, you know, and he's, he's a twin, right? So... His brother's totally – if you saw his brother next to him, you wouldn't know it's his brother. So. I was about to say, okay, he didn't get him as well. Well, he's, a, he's more like the rugby type. Oh, he's, he's the mm. – He's a big boy. So, um, you know, big build and stuff like yeah, that. So, yep. And not as tall as him. Uh, so, you know, he's dropped a lot, a lot of weight. So hopefully that protects his knees a bit. That's why he, he doesn't probably go for big screamers anymore because he's probably worried about the knee because he's done both knees. So – and, you know, as you, as you would know with Gorney, you're better off doing the knees at the start of your career, not the end of your career. So, oh, you know? but one yeah. more knee, Nick Nat Nui, he's probably one more knee injury away from retirement. Yeah. And it's you a know? shame. That's so two years. I never liked playing against him because you might as well just have, just get your Ackman out and put four on ballers on in the middle because your Ackman was never going to win. Just his tap work around the ground was sublime. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? 
Now, Woz, we have to talk about who's going to be sublime across the board here. All right. So, like I said, we're going to do the ski double up. So someone's going to be going up. Someone's going to be down from the um, AFL across the board. Let's start with who in your eyes will be dropping down the ladder. Now, when I say dropping down the ladder, it can be from top eight. It can be, you know, top of the bottom eight and down, top of the bottom part down. It doesn't have to be just resigned to that top part. but Right. We've got a few teams to go through. So who's going Who's going uh, in well, your eyes? Well, out of the eight, firstly, I'd, in the bottom, I'd see Hawthorne dropping down just because of the list profile, what they're trying to achieve. Yep. Um, you know, I think they'll be competitive, don't get me wrong like that, but, you know, for them to have a, a better season or go up, I think they'd have to do something that's not very done, done much in the AFL. So I see them going down a bit. Essendon are probably the other ones that, you know, like I said, they've got a team that could go in the finals, but will they, you know, it's nearly 7,000 days since they've won one. Um, so I see them going down a little bit. Um, out of the eight, I have um, the Bulldogs dropping out and I have Collingwood dropping out. Because I just can't see Collingwood having that much luck again this year. And what I mean by luck is there was like 10 games that they won or lost by, you know, six points. Or less, you know. So, you know, so, and somebody I'll say, well, that's how they they believe in themselves, and so yeah, they could, but I just can't see it happen two years in a row, unless they're killing teams. Um, and you know, their their list hasn't really changed too much from you know they've lost Grundy, you know what I mean? Um, who who takes their number one ruck spot? So they're the two teams that I got going out going into the eight. Well, you know. If you're a Blues fan, you'd be saying, I want to be in the eight this year. And there's nothing stopping them. They should have been in the eight last year. Let's face it, the last four games, only had to win one of them. Yeah. Having you know, Terry from Blue Abroad very shortly, and we're going to chat about that. And and he's already written in his email, he goes, if it doesn't happen this year, it, yeah. I don't know when it's going to happen because they had they ran 41 and a half kilometres of the marathon and tripped over in the last 500 metres. Yeah. They were, they were there. Yeah. And, you know, so they're a team that I could see pushing up. Richmond, to me, yeah, they're a dangerous team. And yet you had in the likes of Hopper and Taranto and, you know, I know a few players went out of there like Lambert and Edwards that were the nucleus of the team. So can um, Taranto and Hopper just as good as players, if not better, but have they got that team fabric behind them? So they're a team that I reckon can challenge for the eight. Adelaide, they should be pushing for the eight. You know, if they didn't lose five games at the start of last year, they would have been playing the eight. So let's make a break for them, let's face it. Let's make a break for them. Otherwise, I think he's gone. And I'm just going to chuck this in because I'm an optimist. And I think if the Eagles play to the full potential, they can knock on the eight. Knock on the door of the eight. Hey, got to have, you got to believe in something because remember what hope stands for. Hold on, yep. pain ends. That's <laughs> uh, the interesting one out of all of that, is one team that you mentioned to drop out was the Bulldogs. Now, that was that was one I went, okay. I didn't see that one at all coming on the radar. What's what's they've brought in Lob, they've brought in Jones, so they've got one down forward, one down back. But what what's made you think that they they're going to drop out? I know they finished eighth, literally by half a percent. I think just for them, to me, they've got to have everything going their way. You know, Bondapelli was injured last year, so that's probably a reason why they didn't go in. Uh, we all know what happened with Bailey Smith. They need all those. They need all their guns firing. Uh, Lockie Hunter's now your your uh, mob now. So you know he, he gets the ball on average forty touches a game. So who's going to be the next person to, to pick up his slack? You know what I mean? And I know it's a lot of it's across half back or on you know feeding off and stuff like that. But that's a big hole to fill. Uh, Dunkley's gone, yeah. so it's another hole they've got to fill. So that they've probably got the talent there. And Bevo, as I've talked on a couple of, and you if you talk with Craig Wessels on Yang and Footy, mm. Bevo's a guy that'll play all his players. You know what I mean? But uh, just something I don't know. I think it's just a team cohesion thing there with me. They got um, the young, what's his name, Big Ruckman Darcy. Uh, and th- that's where I can see, I don't know how they're going to fit them all in. I don't yeah. think to fit in Lobb, Eugle Hagen, Darcy, 
And you still got Josh Bruce, who probably would be the fourth one there. But he's where, been, do you, where do you fit them all? Well, he's been playing defence in the off season, you know, the preseason. He's been playing more down defence. So yeah, like you said, it has come uh, to me. To say they're the team that were vulnerable in twenty two, and I can see them being vulnerable this year. Yep. Um, but we know what predictions are like. You know what I mean? No one ever gets them right. No. So, um, like I no, said, no, the Adelaide no. guys said that they were taking home the flag last year. <laughs> Five rounds in, it's the funniest audio to go back and have a look at. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to mention with with that list, we've obviously got our top eight. Who, who do you see taking it out at the end of the season? Is there a, somebody that stands out at the moment? Is there a couple of teams in it? Well, the easy answer is to say Geelong go back to back, but we know what it's like. Well, you know exactly what it's like um, going back to back, same as me. Uh, it's hard to win back to back. Um, look, uh, to me, Brisbane have it's the time for them to make the charge now. I think they've been around that top four for the last three, four, five years, and just haven't been able to finish it off in September. So, you know, it'd be hard hard to see teams beating them up in Brisbane, like West Coast. And this is a going off segment here, but Ooh. AFL, can you make Brisbane come over and play West Coast at Optus? Because that hasn't happened since they started. So, um, you know, so there's another win for them. Um, so, yeah, Brisbane to me, DeLong, uh, you know, Sydney, Sydney, what, what Sydney are we going to get? You know, they're the team, no one picked them in start of year to be in a grand final, let alone the eight. Um, Richmond, to me, Melbourne, you know, can they get everything going again? But, you know, to me, Brisbane are the team to beat this year. Mm, interesting. It's funny. It's like for, for a couple of these chaps, I've had Brisbane's come up a couple of times. But it's not a definitive, nah, Brisbane. Now nah, I can see them doing it because they've still got those questions on yeah. put Danaher. Uh, I would say, though, that they've basically got a fir- like a, f- a number one draft pick in Ashcroft. Oh. Through they've yep. got Dunkley who's gone up there, so it does take a bit of pressure off Neil, etc. So they've got they've literally, but I th- I also think there is some mental challenges that that group still yep. struggle with when it gets to the pointy end of the season. I saw them live in a final last year, and it was just but they beat Melbourne, <laughs> and basically everybody did, but it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. Yeah. They didn't. They they played good footy, but then when we saw what Geelong and Collingwood did, it was a different level. Yeah, so they actually have to they have to jump another level just to get to that level. Yeah, they play good, uh, and then they get to Brisbane. Yeah, they get to the finals and they fall over. So, but they've done that five years in a row. So, you know, there's twice where they should have been in a grand final, especially when they played most of the games. You know, 2020, um, most of it was up there. You know, that they, they'll be kicking themselves. So, like you said, there's no definitive. Um, answer. There's no definitive answer. And I know last year I think there was only probably three or four teams that were mentioned across the all 18 of these that we did. I think there's been six teams mentioned already, which is exciting going in already. Like you said, you mentioned Geelong, you mentioned Richmond, you mentioned Melbourne, you mentioned uh, Sydney. The the statistics say when you have a, a, a demoralizing grand final loss like that, you really struggle the next year. You struggle, yeah. Perspective. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and then, like I said, Brisbane just keep keep getting brought up, brought up, brought up. So I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, It'll be an even year, I reckon. Yeah, actually, funny enough, last year was pretty even. If you have a look at the top, the top, well, the top ten, yeah, the top, oh, top ten, yeah, top ten. There yeah. was I think seven games between the top ten, but literally between. First to fifth, there was three games, which yeah. it's normally locked in. And even normally from f- for fifth to tenth, there was only, I think, a couple of games in there. So if we get another season like last year, I would love for the AFL to do what the EPL do and just play all games at the same time. Oh. Rounds. There's just that'd not be, enough rounds. Yeah, that, that'd be brilliant. And that, that would be, be good. Brilliant. It would be brilliant. Hey, what would be brilliant would be um, – we're going to get you back for a fourth year. I hope so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, get yeah. me back in many, yeah, in many oh, years. Back. Got me. Yeah, back. <laughs> plans for now. What are the plans for the Eagle Nation this year? What uh, What have you got? Your listeners? Was there anything major coming out? Any changes to the group this year? What's uh, uh, no, 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 no changes to the group. The, the Eagle crew over there in Perth. Yeah, no, no, no changes. 
no changes to the group. It's the same bulk every three, you know, every three of us every uh, episode, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, more shows during the week. So we'll split, we'll split it up this year instead of just doing the one show. We'll split it all up. You know, we'll talk. We'll have on the Tuesday night. We'll uh, preview the game that they just played. So we're calling that the final siren. Uh, then we'll have the waffle wrap in the middle of the week. So brief talk about what the waffles doing. Uh, you know, what players are pushing up. Uh, what do we ex- expect from the waffle this year? And uh, later on in the week, probably the Thursday or the Friday, we'll do the bounce down show preview the game coming up and. In between there, hopefully uh, I get access to some of the players this year if they don't continue along their COVID line and asking for all the questions first and stuff like that, hopefully that. Um, I've got a few um, ex-players and coaches signed up for some interviews during the year, so that's coming up soon. And a couple of journos over here uh, with their uh, you know, preview of the games and stuff, hopefully going as well. So it's going to be a big year for you boys again. What year yeah, is it? Yeah, you know. What? Uh, it's uh, six year on them, so year six. So, you know, it's a, it's a labour of love, as as they call it. Um, got a couple of places online sponsoring us now, so that's good. They're backing us a little bit, so hopefully we get some merch out there this year. So, nice. uh, we're, we're hitting our sixth year as well, too, and people just sit back and go, what, you're sixth? Yeah, sixth year, and you really? Yeah, really. I was out yeah. of aquatics in a, the other day and I hear somebody going, what's up, what's up? And I'm like, oh, I can't see anyone I know. And somebody goes, oh, you're from Eagle Nation. I go, how do you know? You know, I'm a phase ain't on the thing, but because of the couple of the footy pages and all that. Yep. And I've been on a couple of uh, different other places there on YouTube. And they say, oh, yes, I've got to talk about them. And, you know, you ask them the questions, what they want to hear and stuff like that. So I took that on board. And, yeah, it's good to see you talk to people out there. They, that, you know, the people listen to it. and. Um, yeah, trying to broaden the audience now. So got a big follow on now since being on the Yank and the footy, which you've been on, you know, the listeners coming out of America is amazing. Yeah, it's Double a spin-out. It's a out when you just get people come out of everywhere. And, you know, yeah. for everybody listening to this now, I know you're listening to Lace Out, or you're going to be jumping onto the Eagle Nation. Listen to them all because some of them just – the reason why we do this is because we love our footy. We love this. Yeah. But we try to put a – Non-commercial, honest appraisal of you know we'll call a spade a spade, and we're happy to get stuck in our own teams as well too. And I think that's what keeps us honest, and that keeps us um, keeps us accountable as well too to the listeners that we're not trying to put the spin on it like others would. That's do. it, and that's why they keep coming back, and that's why we keep coming back. It's it's reciprocal. You love us, we love you, and we can't ask them up more than that. So, listeners, that is your 2023 West Coast Eagles season preview. I've actually got you at the moment finishing around about 16th, 15th, but that's just because not at the coalface like you are and there's got to be a bit of room, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. And You're I probably going to be on the if I'm wrong. Yeah. But more importantly, it's great to have you back always, uh, Mr. King, because you are an absolute superstar and you're representing uh, the West Coast Eagles at a very professional level over there. So everybody's proud of what you're doing over there. But before we go, I have one simple question and one question only, and it's this. Mr. Warren King from Eagle Nation, how do you want your footy? It's only one way, mate, and that's a lace out. Have a great week, listeners, and get on the Eagle Nation. All their bits and pieces will be in the show notes. Get on them. They are amazing. Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.